0: But I'm so right. I'm so lucky to be interviewed by the two of you uh, Robin Trish We're
1: lucky to you, have you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you are the gurus. You are the ones that are making it happen and have been making it happen for 20 years on this topic. Yeah. So I I am um, very We interested.
2: write we write stories Philip, you know, and uh that's that's the focus of our work, you know, the
0: the Well you write stories, but your concept books as well, you know, the yeah, yeah, 7 because right. of synchronicity yeah. and all they're so good that you've been doing this longer than any of us. Yeah, so nice. to me, you're you're right there at the top of the field. Oh, thank good. You.
1: Yeah. At least somebody <laughs> thinks we are, Rob. <laughs> yeah. How can anybody not
0: when you look at what you guys do? It's just. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Trish and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant, UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground.
2: Welcome to The Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Among them are Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities, The Secret of Spirit Communication, Sensing the Future, and Aliens in the Backyard. Our upcoming book is called The Shift. Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's new novel, White Crows, will be also coming out this year. And I have been slowly releasing the audio edition of Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings.
1: Our guest today is Philip Mary, the author of The Nine Keys of Synchronicity, a book that grew out of his Ph.D. research. Dr. Mary is a British native who lives in Singapore. He has led workshops and leadership training for more than four decades, and has addressed major world corporations and organizations in 61 countries. Philip is the only person with the grounded theory PhD in synchronicity and leadership. Welcome, Philip.
0: Welcome, Philip. Great to like be here. Thank you. Like you're in the you wild. For, <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Yes, I've got the the uh, night the the falls behind me. Yeah, it's
2: beautiful. Uh, so you're about 12 hours ahead of us, I guess. You're
0: you're We're in- now uh, eight o'clock in the morning here okay. in Singapore. All right. Okay.
1: But we're we're talking to you in our future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, okay. Your new book, The Nine Keys of Synchronicity, grew out of your PhD research. So tell us about what's involved in getting a doctorate in synchronicity.
0: Wow. Such a big question. Um, <laughs> well, there are two answers. There's a technical answer and there's a a passion answer. Um, I study topics and get involved in topics that really, really interests me. So, at the ripe old age of sixty-four, I think I began my PhD wow. simply because so many synchronicities had happened to me, and I said, "I want to get to the bottom of this, and I want to be able to teach this in my leadership seminars uh, as I move forward." So, I mean, in, in in a technical sense, Trish, you simply apply, and if they accept your your topic, then you're good. Oh, okay. Um, so That's I great. was accepted at a university in their uh, social development um, field area. And I just specifically said, what I want to study is synchronicity and, and leadership. So once oh. they accept that, then then you're good. Um, and it's important to be able to have the understanding of your supervisor because there are many supervisors who really don't understand how synchronicity fits into <laughs> any materialist you know uh-huh. logical philosophy
2: right so, yeah that's yeah, what i mean
0: just sorry rogo
2: yeah i was going to ask you about that the the academic view of uh synchronicity is uh something that you know they might consider it uh what is it confirmation bias uh Yes, yes, and that, yes, that a term that? And I, I, and
0: I did, I did stuff on confirmation bias, but it's more than that, Rob. I mean, let me give you the true story. I actually applied to the first university, a prestigious UK university, and left after two years mm. because they didn't understand the concept behind what I was trying to say, and then found a university that had a supervisor that believed in synchronicity. Uh, and it went so much better. Okay. <clears throat> so when you're looking at how to choose a university, if anybody is, make sure that your university is fully on board with the topic itself.
2: Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So as part of your uh, research, you interviewed 27 global executives from 17 countries about synchronicity.
0: What? Yes, kind of- I did, and, and here's one of the most interesting things to begin with. When I talk to my supervisors about Obviously, I wanted to do field research. My intention was to say, what is it that facilitates synchronicity? And I asked my supervisor, how should I find these people? You know what he said? He said, use your synchronicity. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) That's great.
0: (laughs) Use the very methodology of the topic that you're studying. So literally over a period of time, uh, I looked around the world. I was traveling through the States at the time and found individuals that were interested the first group was the group of women global leaders. Okay. Uh, I was working with them over a period of time. My wife and I were working <coughs> with them. Um, and this is a major international organization. And we literally, over a period of time, looked at asking them what facilitated synchronicity. Uh-huh. Uh, and at some point, and Tr- Trish, you'll be interested in this, uh-huh. I, I would want to do further study about are men or women more aligned to really be in touch with synchronicity? Mm. And, and I tell you, working with these women as a group of 18 women was like plucking fruit from a tree. Jeez. Yeah. They were so aligned with the topic and understood the topic and gave me great stories and ideas. So ah. that was the group part, uh, Rob. <clears throat> and then what I did was chose seven individuals – all of them global leaders, some with corporations, some on their own, um, and obviously chose them knowing that already they had some understanding of synchronicity.
2: Okay. Mm. And, and so
0: literally just asked them, and I've got two hundred pages of the interview that I did with them, literally said, What do you think facilitates synchronicity?
1: Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. You well one of your one of my favorite stories from your book is the manifestation of $15,000. You qualify it as an out of the blue event. Key number one, explain that one, Philip.
0: <laughs> well, what's important to me, Trish is that, and you know this, Trish and Rob, so many people want to confine synchronicity to the spiritual world or, right. the, you know, psychic world. I'm very, very conscious of wanting to show how it manifests with practical things. And so this is literally a situation where I at uh, 10 minutes before 4 here in Singapore I looked at my books as every manager of their own company has to do I'm short $15,000 for this month backed mm. and I said how do I find $15,000 10 minutes later I had a a world guru in culture cultural issues uh, call me and said Philip I've got a session next week in Beijing Company wants us to do a session next week in Beijing. Are you free? Yes, I'm free. Uh, and then he said, guess what? The money is good. It's $15,000. Oh wow.
1: Right down so to the penny.
0: <laughs> it, it, within 10 minutes of me wanting that, it happened. Now, how does it happen? God knows. <laughs> and what I think is important, a lot of people want to be very precise and say, This is exactly what synchronicity is. It's this, it's this, it's this, Uh it's this. Synchronicity essentially is a mystery. Mm -hmm. We try to understand what we think is behind it these days, God, quantum physics, whatever it might be. And I explore all of those things. But when you ask me, how does this happen? I just have the answer. Sometimes in your life, you need stuff and it turns up. Yeah. And so that's my true. explanation of the 15,000, uh, A, <laughs> yeah. it means you – synchronicity kind of gets involved in the practical day-to-day stuff like you need money. Why mm-hmm. it happens, right. at the end of the day, we don't really understand.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's absolutely it's a mystery. True.
2: Yeah. So you mentioned a very interesting synchronicity involving Winston Churchill, and I've never heard of this one. Uh, it's interesting. Can
1: you
0: talk well, about it Well, comes, it comes, Rob, from a book, and I, I don't know, you know, again, what's behind it, why it happened. It came from one of his great biographers, a, man, a guy called Manchester, uh, and it comes from the book he wrote on Winston Churchill. Uh, and so literally Winston Churchill was at school, uh, and he's wanting to get to the next level in terms of a higher grade to be able to do more sophisticated studies, uh, and he had an exam. Uh, and one of the exams was to be able to talk knowledgeably about a particular country. They didn't know which country it was. So that evening, he actually put lots of names of countries in a box and drew one of them out. It was mm-hmm. New Zealand. And then he spent the rest of that night studying everything that he could about New Zealand and guess what? The following day when they said, oh God, the country we're choosing is New Zealand. Oh now, God. Again, synchronicity. Like, this happens to so many of us, right? But, uh, and I guess what I want to do is normalize synchronicity mm-hmm. to be an everyday normal situation. Now, how did that help Winston Churchill? I really don't know, but it allowed him to go to a higher level in his studies and opened all sorts of doors for him, I presume, in his own life. Hmm. So look, search, yeah, uh, Rob, for the one. book by Manchester, uh, autobiography Manchester. of um, of Winston Churchill.
2: Excluded there. Okay, cool. Mm. Okay. so. Key 2 is called Connecting the Dots and is about interpreting the uh, the message any synchronicity conveys. You have a cool story about a freedom fighter's dream that related to a past life and that uh, played okay. out in real life the next day.
0: L- let me back up a little. Um, okay. What I wanted to do here, Rob, is as much as possible was not just to tell lots and lots more stories. I think Uh we're at a stage in synchronicity studies when we need to begin to have a system and a model as much as we can, because remember, synchronicity is always going to be mysterious. But I wanted to chart (coughs) what these 27 people said about what causes it. And so the first three keys are to do with the day-to-day of how it happens. And so Mm -hmm. the first key is all about notice unusual things that happen in your life and seem to come together. The second key is connect the dots, meaning something happens to you and then connect the dots is what is all this about? So this particular story, I was there in Singapore, minding my own business and talking to my financial advisor. Interesting. Money again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I hadn't remembered that as money again. Uh, And I was saying to him as we were just chatting and saying, how are you? Uh, I said, yeah, well, I'm good. Last year, last week was my 66th birthday. Nothing other than it's my 66th birthday. And the night before, I'd had a dream. And my dream said I was a freedom fighter in some country somewhere fighting against the king to ensure that people were free. So that's all I said to him. 66, I was 66 last week. And last night I had a dream about a freedom fighter. At that precise moment, I looked to my left and there was a guy walking past me who had on the back of his T-shirt, 66 Freedom Fighters. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> very incredible. very words that I just used. Now, fortunately, I had my wits about me, and I chased after this guy, didn't talk to him, took a picture of this T-shirt, which, which I've got, and actually the picture is, is in my upcoming book. So, to me, when stuff happens to us, and it happens to all of us all the time, the first thing to say is, What's that all about? Mm -hmm. And try to figure out connecting the dots of what's going on in your life. Now, my interpretation, it took me a day or two to really understand what this was about. 66, the week before my birthday, I'd submitted my dissertation for review. Now, six in the Chinese language and majority Chinese here in Singapore, six means luck. So six and six means double luck. Wow. So I took that to mean, so here's me connecting the dots. I took that to mean that I would be lucky in the presentation of my dissertation and it would be approved. Ah. Ah, Freedom Fighter was more difficult to think about but has really become a keystone. What I think we're about, Rob and Trish and me, in the study of synchronicity is to enable people really to understand what they're about in their life. Many leaders, many organizations, don't believe in synchronicity. And they are constrained by the Newtonian way of looking at the world. Excuse me. By the Newtonian way of looking at the world. And when I teach my seminars on synchronicity, people say to me, after they hear what I say, that makes me so free. Hmm. So freedom fighter, I took to be my life mission to enable to be, people to be free of the Newtonian logical constraint to stop these things. Yeah.
4: Philip, like you're,
2: your 66 freedom fighter synchronicity reminds me of my 666 yeah. zen, <laughs> zen synchronicity. Oh, uh, I didn't,
0: I don't know that, Rob. Ellen. Okay.
2: Okay. So I was taking Two friends that I had met overseas, uh, actually one of them overseas, uh, to the Miami airport. She's a Norwegian woman staying hey, uh, with hey. us for a while. And, uh, her friend who is like a, a minister of like a new age church in Negril, Jamaica, uh, for a while nice, and he was, he was nice. in South Florida with her. And so I was taking them to the Miami airport and we got into this spiritual conversation on the way and it, it just became very intense. It was almost like my body was vibrating with the intensity, it, not an angry intensity, just, just the intense spiritual, uh, things that were going around between us, among us. And suddenly a car walk went past. Us, and the license plate said, Zen 665. And wow. the, the man, uh, I can't think of his name now. He said, wouldn't it be interesting if we now saw Zen 666? Now two <laughs> minutes later, a car went by Zen 666. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, it just seemed to fit, but it was so startling. And then like two, two to three years later, uh, I was at home in my neighborhood 50 60 miles from where we saw that car and that car it actually was another car but with the same license plate zen 666 wow. went by me <laughs>
0: you know
1: rob wow. tells that one all the time it's yeah. a great story it's a great
0: story <laughs> it is because and it leads me to something else uh, rob i mean we said we'd kind of see where this yeah. led us uh, as we're talking but you see There is that notion, and this was uh, recognized by Pauli, who worked Mm -hmm. with Carl Jung, who said that inanimate objects also have a vibration. Whenever Pauli went into a university laboratory, all the machines would stop or go haywire.
2: Right.
0: Uh, It was so strong that it became known as the Pauli effect. (laughs) Now, why I'm mentioning this is that I love old cars, because I love the energy that I can see in old cars. And I had a beautiful old Rover car in the UK when I lived there. Uh, and one weekend I was traveling away for a, a weekend holiday. And on England, we drive on the left side of the road, right? So I'm now driving on the left side of the road, but noticing I need petrol. <laughs> Many petrol stations on the left side of the road that I could just easily pull, pull into. I didn't. I came around the corner And there was a petrol station on the right-hand side of the car. And the car seemed to turn by itself into that station to fill up with petrol. thought no more about it. The guy filling my car with petrol said, how long have you had this car? I said, a couple of months. He said, did you buy it from a guy in Brighton? I said, yes, I do. I did. He said, I know this car. This (laughs) car, I serviced this car all of its life. And then he said it knows its own way to this petrol station. Wow. <laughs>
1: <I> believe it. <laughs> what are the
0: chances, right? And so these little things in life are fun, like your, your Zen story. To me, they just are reminders. <clears throat> when people say to me, why do we study synchronicity? Surely it's just old wives tales. it's illogical. I say we study synchronicity because it continues to happen. Yep. And it might be little things like this and, and it might be big things. So. Also, don't does.
1: you think, Philip, that, um, part of synchronicity tends to happen to people who are open to it. You know, like the, the old story about Michael Shermer, the skeptic, you know, so against yeah, synchronicity. Yeah, and then yeah. he experiences one with his wife at his wedding.
0: You know, I mean. It, well, Trish, I think you're right, but I also think you're wrong. Uh huh. Um, simply because it is logical isn't it meaning that if you're more open to understanding this energy system yes it's going to come your way more often and that is true i have noticed that those of us who actually say wow that was interesting let me pursue that a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, and also in my phd i asked people what state they were in when has happened and they said well I was in a meditative state. I was in an open state. I was in a calm state, et cetera, et cetera. So everything that you said is absolutely true. However, there are lots of examples of synchronicities happening to people who don't believe in it. I, <clears throat> and to people that are in a, I mean, I've had synchronicities happen to me when I'm in no open meditative state or whatever, and they just boom, come out of the blue. So I think broadly you are correct. Uh, and what I found from the answers that I got from the people I interviewed was that if you just shrug your shoulders and say, ah, just coincidence, yeah. then, yeah, it doesn't happen so much. You've got to be attuned and begin to be aware of and say, what the heck was that all about? Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. But it's just that they've happened so much to people who don't believe in this stuff uh, to make me also think, that somehow they seek you out uh, when you need them—a wake-up call. Yeah, does that but make sense, Fisher? Yeah, it does.
2: But isn't it true, Philip, though, that when you're in a dramatic situation, uh, a change in your lifestyle, uh, something, uh, a divorce, a marriage, a pivotal child, being born, pivotal moments oh. that they're more likely to happen, and so major ones can happen at, at that time. No, moment.
0: you're absolutely right, and and, uh, and you two have written about this so well, especially in your seven secrets of synchronous. Uh-huh. Thing, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. There are situations and times in life when things are changing, uh, and what I've noticed is that particularly when I'm traveling to a new country, uh-huh. Or when I'm in a large two-day conference, it's as if my whole environment has changed, so something switches on my Mm synchronicity-seeking laser. We've also noticed, and and again, you too know this, that when somebody dies, when you get married, when you're in a new job, so new situations... Seem to attract synchronicity more than others. And I put that down, Rob, to somehow your, your brain is wiped clean. You've got none of your normal reminders in your normal environment. So when that happens, then you're more open to noticing the, the new and the unusual.
1: See, I'm so I'm wondering if that, that's actually, I think what happened with Shermer. He was getting married when he experienced this this synchronicity yeah,
0: yeah, so that yeah. would
1: yeah that makes sense so that yeah, was and and,
0: it, and again the, the the important thing is not to kind of say ah there's a logical reason for this blah blah, blah. Uh, it's just noticing so so in my in my research with these global executives again i came up with the nine keys of synchronicity are they 100% correct obviously not but what we need to be able to do is to be open to say it looks as if when you are experiencing something new and unusual, a new environment, a new situation in your life, somehow synchronicity seems to come calling
2: mm-hmm. in those
0: situations.
2: So true. Yeah. I think just an explanation about Sherman for people, listeners who may not know what this story is. His, uh, wife is from Germany and she, uh, she, nobody in her family was able to be, uh, with her for her wedding. Mm. And, but she did have a, an old radio that her grandfather who had passed on had given her and it had never worked. But on <laughs> that day of the, the wedding, like an hour before the radio suddenly came on playing this love songs and, uh, she heard it. He heard it, and at least one a third person heard it, and it, it played for about an hour. And after that, it never played again. They could never get that radio <laughs> to play again.
0: <laughs> and, and, and it was um, it was one of her grandfather's favorite songs, right? Right, right. So, yes. that yeah, that made it even more kind of right. strange. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's you see, it's interesting because what I'm about, I'm, I'm a logical, straightforward person, but I also have my spiritual urges and, and urge to mystery. What I'm about and trying to do is to make these events ordinary. Mm-hmm. So instead of like when the radio started playing and never played again, people say, wow, that's synchronicity. That's this crazy, unusual thing. I want people to actually look at those events in their lives and say, oh, synchronicity is here. I wonder what it yeah. has to say. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so often in in the stories. and. You and I know this, Patricia, with the people that that, that we talk to, Mm -hmm. is it's almost as if we want it to be mysterious as opposed to make it every ordinary, everyday happening. And I think that's one of the most important things. This next stage, I think, in synchronicity that I think those of us who study are in, we don't need any more stories. We know it happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We know it happens. Now let's just begin to see how we could enable it to happen more often. Yeah. yeah. How you can wish for a synchronicity
1: and it's there. Yeah. It's like yeah, your, yeah. fif- yeah, like yeah. your 15,000, so. Philip. <laughs> uh, I love your key four, which is celebrate awe. Uh, I don't think we do this enough. Tell yeah. us about key four. Well. that's some great stories with that one.
0: There are two aspects to it, Tricia. I think um, key number four, celebrate synchronicity. Is about just being grateful. When these amazing things happen, it makes people say, what are the chances? Yeah. Uh, and what I want to promote is people just to feel good about somewhere, somehow, the universe has your back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and there's a word for it called pronoia. I don't know if Noia? you know the word pronoia. Oh, no, uh, 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 go look at this. This uh, pronoia, is a policy in the Roman times that the state gave you gifts. Huh. Suddenly oh, out okay. of the blue yes, you've got an inheritance, you've got a piece of land huh. or whatever it might be, and they called it pronoya. and it's the opposite to paranoia. <laughs> paranoia. Paranoia meaning the world is out to get you. Right. Pronoya meaning the world has your back. Huh.
1: Huh. Right.
0: Like uh, and, that. I, and I think that, that, that yeah. I talk about this a little bit in my book, I, I, I want people to f- to get that sense of that there is a way of accessing a positive energy that somehow has your back. I don't know whatever way mm-hmm. to put it, that there is that. Now, can we prove that 100%? No, we can't. But we can say synchronicity intervenes in somebody's life as uh-huh. like an energy force when they-, they need
2: and it seems that that has happened to you uh, because of synchronicities uh, related to missed uh, flights that uh, may have yeah. saved your life. Can you talk yeah, about that? Yeah, I
0: mean, and, and, and again, you emphasize I'm studying this topic not as an academic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a leadership team consultant, and I'm studying it because these crazy things happen in my life <laughs> that helped me. Well, one day in Singapore, uh, I was here doing a seminar with General Electric. Uh, and that was Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and No, sorry, just Monday. And on Wednesday, I was doing Los Angeles to do another seminar. Uh, and there was a flight from Singapore to Los Angeles on the Monday evening, which would get me into L.A. on Tuesday and give me a day ready for the seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I said to my client here in Singapore... Um, is it possible that we could work through lunch and I can finish at four o'clock so I can catch the 6.30 flight to L.A.? The client, General Electric, <laughs> said, we'd rather not, Philip. People are getting a great deal from the seminar. In fact, we'd actually like you to finish at six, not four. I said, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. So I finished at six uh, and then woke up the following morning. I was going to fly uh, on that Tuesday. But woke up that morning to hear in the news the Singapore flight to L.A. the night before had crashed in Taipei with a loss of 80 lives. Wow. Now, majority what did you those, feel? Well, God, I just <laughs> kind of felt this awe, as you say, key for uh-huh. celebration. I just got down on my knees and prayed to God or whoever you want to pray to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now. I would have been in business class uh, and a majority of people who were killed were in business class. It still doesn't mean that I would absolutely have died,
4: uh-huh.
0: but I sure was hell very, very grateful for that. Uh-huh. The, the other story, uh, Rob, I was saved from potential potential catastrophe by choosing to spend money on a lounge suite for my house. So my wife and I had been thinking about going to Pee Island in Thailand for Christmas. Uh, and the same amount of money that we were going to spend on the holiday, we needed a new lounge suite. And so at the end of the day, we said, OK, let's go for the lounge suite. That was the Christmas where the tsunami happened. Oh, wow. And mm. many, many people on Pee Island, this is small spit of land uh-huh. near to Phuket, were killed. Now, again, I can't put my hand on my heart and say that would have happened to us. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people from PP Island were were killed. So Mm -hmm. I think, again, it's it's tough, isn't it? Because when you present this evidence to academics, as I've done, they're skeptical. Say, no, no, you can't say that's true. So all I can say is I'm just glad that I didn't take that flight. I'm just glad that I didn't go to PP Island because who knows? It could have saved my life. Huh. So, so there is this protecting, guiding aspect. When synchronicities happen, so many people say, this helped and guided me to make a decision that really, you know, saved, saved my life. And you, a lot of people say this.
1: Don't you think there also are warning synchronicities?
0: You know, where, where. yeah, Yeah, I think, I think so. I think there are. The synchronicity doesn't always give you what you want. Right. Um, one of my executives that I interviewed for my PhD, uh, <clears throat> he said, Philip, this synchronicity happened to me, but I'm not sure whether you would call it synchronicity because it meant that I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted it. Uh, and he was absolutely clear he wanted a leadership job in Singapore to be promoted to head of the Singapore office, and that would be perfect for him in his career. Uh, the company came and said, sorry, your next assignment is South Africa.
1: Huh.
0: And he was so fed up and mad about that. Uh, and he felt that was an intervention, but it was negative. But actually he came back to Singapore 10 years later and said, had I been given the job 10 years ago, would not have been good. Mm-hmm. I actually came and got the job when I needed it and when I was ready for it. Huh. So, Again, one might not call that synchronicity, but but it's kind of like saying, look at the events in your life. Right. <clears throat> and see what it is that they are giving to you. And he called that a synchronicity. He said, because it meant that I came, I wouldn't have been ready for the job 10 years ago. I would have done it badly, but I came back to it 10 years later at hmm. a time when I was absolutely ready. And he thought that was synchronicity.
1: So that that implies that there's, what am I th- trying to say here? Almost like a foreknowledge within the consciousness of synchronicity. You know, in other words... Is it the consciousness of synchronicity or the consciousness of the person? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, that, that opens the
0: question... This, this, this is interesting, folks, because I know we're going to talk about quantum physics later. Oh. But if we now know, as every credible quantum physicist knows that the world is organized according to quantum physics and quantum Mm -hmm. energy and quantum entanglement. That means that all around us is an energy system and we are part of that energy system. Right. So this whole notion of is this energy synchronicity inside of us or is it out there? In quantum physics, there is no inside us and out there. All, We're okay. actually all involved in this mm-hmm. field. Surrounding all three of us right now is the field of quantum energy in which we are involved. So I, I kind of try to, these days, move away from this notion that something's in us or something's or some, out uh-huh. there. There is no difference. It's all one energy system in which we are emerged. Hmm. Hmm. Does that make sense, true I
1: like that. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And that's, I mean, with with my book, that's what I'm trying to do most of all is actually to say, you know, I'm not a physicist, but what I've read and I've read extensively about quantum physics and quantum entanglement. What I'm trying to say is that the world has an energy system Mm -hmm. and the physical part of us is 0.99% of who we are. The majority of who we are is 99.1%. Quantum energy. Um, and so if that is true, it, it's like saying, okay, I need to decide what to do next uh, in this particular seminar. And I'm not sure about this particular technique. It's as if I can actually reach out into the energy that's around me because I'm part of it. And that answer will come to me. Because we're all one system. Right. Not separate. I like that.
1: That makes, yep.
0: <laughs> but it's new and it's different, and I, and I think we we you guys have been studying this longer than anybody in the world. I think uh, <laughs> I think we are in a situation we are helping be midwife to this notion that the quantum entanglement and quantum connection between all beings synchronicity is is the midwife to wow. that notion. I love right. that idea,
2: and and how do you see the connection between synchronicity and psychic abilities do people who have psychic abilities have more synchronicities do you think or is it uh, is it not really a, a it's not really considered to be a psychic ability itself it's more like an umbrella
0: because yeah.
2: a synchronicity can be can see uh, an individual synchronicity can be seen as a telepathy it could be mm-hmm. seen as precognition and synchronicity yeah, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: It's such a good question, <clears throat> Rob. What I think I'm trying to do is to make synchronicity understandable and accessible to all of us. Yeah. Not just academics or not just those people who think, right. is it psychic? Is it precognition? Is it whatever? I kind of want to break down all of those notions because when you say to people, is it about psychic? People run a mile because they say, oh, I don't want to be a psychic. That's spooky. (laughs) What I just want to say is that there's an energy system in the world that has your back. Mm -hmm. And you are aware of it and are connected with it. Now, obviously, when we're talking to academics especially, there is a field called psychic studies. And yes, synchronicity belongs in the field of psychic studies. Mm -hmm. But I almost want to demystify or take away the labels. Mm -hmm. And, and just say there's an energy system in the world that has your back.
1: Yeah, I like that. Sometimes
0: you're aware of it and sometimes you aren't. Mm -hmm. But yes, Rob, you, I I think you're absolutely right. It it is a psychic ability. Um, but I try not to dwell there too long when I'm talking to people about it. Does that make sense, Rob?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I understand where you're coming from also that, uh, because it, it is something that anybody can experience and everybody experiences it if they're open to it and aware of it.
0: Uh, Let me go further, further, Rob. It is something that everybody has experienced and Mm. has had benefit them in their lives. We just don't call it synchronicity. We're just not aware that it's something (coughs) to do with quantum physics or whatever it is. If you go back, and and when I'm teaching and I teach at conferences and do seminars on this, when – you present the information to people. I sometimes see a stunned look on their faces (laughs) as they say, but this has happened to me all my life. I've kind of wanted something and it came my way. And so I like to kind of, I don't know what the word is guys, but to help people think about this is not something special or new Uh or different that you've not experienced. And you've got to, have skills to develop and experience it. I ask people to look back in their lives and say, tell me some of the stuff that's happened to you that just seemed to come your way without you doing anything. Mm -hmm. So if you help people understand this is something they already do and have already done in their lives, then it's much easier to get it moving. And I often say to people, tell me how you made the choice to choose the partner you got married to.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And most people will say, he or she just came my way. She just seemed to be the one. And so my explanation and trying to understand that is to say, if there is an energy in the world that has your back and you are involved in this soup of energy and not separate from it, then of course... When your intentions are clear, that energy will bring to you what you've already got. And once people realize, and I get them to go back and share with each other an incident that happened where synchronicity was at play or they got what they wanted. Once they are clear, this has already and always been guiding them much easier to accept it. Whereas if we say, ah, this is about your psychic abilities. Let me teach you how to access your yeah. psychic abilities. It's kind of like a barrier, but yeah. if people know that they already have it and have been using it all their lives, and then it's it just feels easier for them to grow it.
1: You get
0: yes, that does. I have a question
1: about how you teach this. When when you're teaching <laughs> about this, do you say okay? Do you define synchronicity for them?
0: Yes, or you do. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yes, but I, I define it in a very matter-of-fact way, Patricia, because um, <clears throat> if you make it too complicated, then they think, oh, I've got to learn yeah. this academic right. topic and definition, blah, 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 blah. I, I just say to them, have you ever have stuff turn up out of the blue in your <laughs> lives and you didn't do anything to cause it? Yeah. That's, That's basically the definition. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, uh, and when you say teach, I have a particular take on the word teach. The role of a teacher, facilitator, trainer, whatever you want to call it, is to help people uncover mm-hmm. what they already know. Yeah, that's great. There's so many people want to teach this stuff because they feel, you know what professionals do, they want to make the rules of joining the profession difficult mm-hmm. and they've got all sorts of concepts, that you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, yeah. then you can join our club. I, I want people to realize they're already incredible attractors of synchronicity. So my nine keys, although they are based on what my research, field research heard from my participants, I wanted to make them as simple as possible to let people know this was something they're already doing. Uh
1: You've got one, uh, To Live Hope and Possibility, key seven. I love that one too. That's like the awe.
0: <laughs> well, um, just to get clear for your, for your listeners, uh, we've got three keys which are about how to attract it in the day-to-day, what happens in the day-to-day. We've got three keys which are what I call integration of synchronicity into your life and three keys which are mindsets. Mm-hmm. And I chose to put the mindsets last uh, and live hope and possibility. I think it's key number seven, right? Yeah, anyway, live hope, live hope possibility. and possibility. I've noticed that when people have the notion that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, that would never happen to me. Life always gives you lemons, uh-huh. and therefore lemons you either make into lemonade or you just disregard because they're uh, you know not nice. So hope and possibility is about saying, and I try this every day when I wake up, I say. Something could happen today which could change my life advantageously for the good. Hmm. Because human beings live in survival mentality.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, COVID. Think about COVID. Yeah. I've just recovered from COVID. I have to tell you, the last week, I had lots of survival mentality thoughts. <laughs> because as human I know beings,
1: exactly what you mean.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean, Trish. As human beings, we are primed to make sure we survive. But when you're in that mode, meaning I've got to take care of what's mine, I've got to protect myself, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, that's not an openness and an open state to be ready for synchronicity. And so sometimes this is this comes easily. I'll wake up some days and say the life is wonderful. It's full of so many possibilities. Like today is a great day. Why? Because I'm talking to you two. So you know, you, you two are the top of this field, and, and it's such a privilege to call you friends. And we've known each other for a while. This puts me in a good mood. As I, as we finish this seminar, this this talk, I'll go out and say anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if I begin the day thinking, "Oh my God, <clears throat> COVID could get worse. This could happen. This could happen." Somehow that
1: sets the tone for the
0: day. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. because if you don't do that, you close down your openness to these things happening.
2: Yeah. Philip, um, there's a proliferation of people calling themselves life coaches. Now it's almost like a new job category. And, but, but you've been at like a life coach for 40 years, right. I mean, in working with people in leadership uh, roles.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, am a certified family and marriage counselor. <laughs> okay. So 1972, <laughs> 1972, when some of your listeners weren't even alive. I was certified uh, as a family counselor, Mm -hmm. and really that's been with me for my whole life. I do a lot of training, but also a lot of one-on-one coaching. Um, And I have to tell you, Rob, I don't sit very well with all of these different categories of different (laughs) coaches. Is it coaching? Is it counseling? Is it life coaches? Is it executive? I just help people. And you can pay. Whatever issues they have.
2: Right. You can pay five or $10,000 to take this series of, uh, online courses and then you become a life coach after three months or whatever.
0: <laughs> well, well, it's interesting <laughs> because I actually, I train team coaches and okay. I've trained team coaches in the Belbin team profiling for 25 years. And so again, are there skills to being a coach? Yes. Of course there are but if you make it too narrow then you kill the whole thing right. some of the best coaches some of the best life coaches could be your your village store owner mm. or your, whoever it might be so yes there are skills and yes I think we develop them and, and i'm particularly now uh, developing li- uh, being a synchronicity coach mm. okay meaning help people yeah, be aware of stuff that happens and so they can happen more are you finding that you two have been doing doing this for a long time
1: but we don't get in front of groups like you do (laughs) that's (laughs) the difference (laughs) we we stay behind our computers
0: it's about about saying anything that happens it's about saying why has this come my way at Uh this time Uh, and so one of the questions that's not there but i just wanted to share this is that if you think in your life that there is a way of learning and growing of things that just come your way out of the blue. I remember saying to myself, so one of the ways I think to to accelerate synchronicity is have a strong intention Mm -hmm. of what it is that you want. And so I remember saying to myself one day, you know, I think it would be good if people were, when we're doing training to be open to synchronicity and other things, to be in a natural setting, Mm -hmm. to be out in nature. Mm-hmm. That was Monday here in Singapore. Tuesday, I got an email from a bank in South Africa. Philip, uh, we'd like you to come and facilitate a leadership training on the, using the skills of fly fishing. Wow. <laughs> and we'd like you to run this next to a lake in the middle of a forest outside Johannesburg.
1: Wow.
0: Now, one day... We need more training, external natural settings. Tuesday, I'm contacted by somebody I've never talked to before, a major bank saying we'd like you to run this in the natural setting. Next thing, next day, I got another email from a client in Sri Lanka that had already set up to run a team building session with. And they said to me, Philip, just to let you know, we're going to be running the seminar in a safari park in Sri wow. Lanka he <laughs> said so would Great. you mind if we split the <laughs> seminar and added a third day that we actually allowed people to go in the seminar I said no don't do that make that part of the training so right. i said to people on day one by the end of day one think of an issue organizational issue in your organization that you need to solve and then as we go out into nature And see these elephants and giraffes and not giraffes, but elephants especially. Be aware of whatever you see. What message is it giving to you? Yeah, that's great. And then on the third day, we we came back and talked about it. And I never forget the HR manager said, you know, when I watched the mother elephant take care of the young elephant, it suddenly came to me what my role in human resources was. Wow. Mm -hmm. And she you know, watched the elephant and taught, got taught by the elephant. So we, we can want things in our life, in our career, <coughs> if we're open enough, they happen. Monday, we need to do more workshops <laughs> in the outdoors. Tuesday, Wednesday, a seminar in Johannesburg by a lake and a seminar in Sri Lanka um, in a safari park.
1: Okay, I'm going to accompany you on all these things. <laughs> I want to go to Sri Lanka.
0: <laughs> I love Sri Lanka. I lived there for two years in the, wow. uh, in, in the eighties. So
2: 70s. cool. So wow. do, you, do you see the awareness right. and acceptance of uh, synchronicity having grown since you started becoming aware of it and involved with it?
0: Well, it's interesting, uh, Rob, when you read the book and both of you will get a copy, um, it caused me to go back in my life and mm-hmm. look at what had happened to me in my life mm-hmm. that I just took to be luck or chance. I now know them to be synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I now looked at, for example, I lived in Sri Lanka in 1980 to 82. Uh And I had an incident where I was on the beach, swimming on uh, off the beach, uh, and suddenly we couldn't get back to the beach and were in the grips of an undertow yeah. that would have <laughs> taken us to Africa. A riptide. Wow. Yeah. A riptide. Out yeah. of the blue, a fisherman's boat appeared and dragged me and my friend into the boat and took us back to the shore.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw that to be synchronicity.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And yeah. so what I think it, it does... Robert, and this is why, this is my approach in my masterclass on synchronicity that I teach. I get people just to re-examine their lives. So yes, you're right, Rob, that obviously in the last 12 years, I've got a PhD in synchronicity. I teach a masterclass on synchronicity. Uh, I'm much more aware of synchronicity in my life. Mm-hmm. But as I go back and examine my life, it, has, it started happening to me early, early on. The earliest synchronicity I can tell you is when I was eight years old. <laughs> um, my parents are ministers in the Salvation Army, and we shifted every year to a new place. And I remember very clearly at school, we were doing a geography lesson, uh, and we lived in Devon at the time, waiting for the instructions to move. The geography lesson, we had a book, and inside was a picture of Huddersfield. Didn't think any more about it, but I did remember saying, huh, what if we end up in Huddersfield? The following day, the letter <laughs> came. Where are we going to move to? Where do we move to? Huddersfield. Uh-huh. Now, I was eight years old, didn't know the word synchronicity, but as I reflected back on my life, I think that was my first synchronicity. Jeez. Huh. That's interesting.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to look back through
0: my life. I think <laughs> That's one of the stories. The first part of my book, you will see. Trish, you've read, read my book, yeah. but... Uh, the first part of it is a, as a chapter, just examining my life. Right? How it is that I came to where I came to? Yeah,
1: that's fascinating.
0: What about, what about your the- wife, Philip? Is she a synchrotractor? <laughs> my wife is a natural synchronizer. Whatever <laughs> the word is, I mean, uh, and that's my other another great story. One of my favorite stories is that I um, I'd known this wonderful woman, Nomala, uh, my wife. She's Singaporean. Um, for a year or so, and didn't quite know, should I commit, should we get married, what's the difficulties, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I went to a seminar, personal development seminar here in Singapore, where the songs of John Denver were played loud and clear. Uh, not just country roads, I love country right. roads, uh, but all the meaningful, spiritual, and, and love songs. And I tell you, they had me in tears, leading me to say very clearly, i got to ask Namala to marry me. I'm very clear about that now.
4: Mm -hmm. Now,
0: Friday evening here in Singapore, I was saying, you know, I'd like to say thank you to John Denver. (laughs) How do I do that? (laughs) Do I just write a letter saying, Dear John Denver, thank you for to America. Didn't think any more about it. Saturday morning, I opened the newspaper, John Denver in Singapore next week.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I told... A friend of mine <clears throat> who'd been at the seminar with me and she said, Oh, interesting. Saturday afternoon, I get a call. You don't know me. My name is Linda. I'm the sales manager in the hotel where John Denver is staying next week. <laughs> I hear you want to get hold of him. Wow. I wrote, I wrote a fax. I wrote a fax. She told me later she had the fax in her hand saying to herself, how do I get hold of John Denver? The lift opened. There was John Denver. Jeez. Mr. Denver, I have a letter from you, from one of your fans. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday night, John Denver called me at home. Oh, my God. That's a great story. That's incredible. uh, Friday evening, I want to say thank you to John Denver. 48 hours later, he had personally called me. God. So, yes, my, my your original question was: Is my wife into this? My wife yeah. is a wonderful attractor. Um, ah. In our business, we, we have a great methodology. Uh, yes, I do marketing, but what I regularly do um, is have a list of my current clients. My wife has the clients' list with her, and regularly in her morning meditation, she thinks through the clients ah. and wishes and hopes that they come to us and have a good time. So yes, she's absolutely with me. Yeah. We work together on this.
2: Here, here's another question for you, a little different uh,
0: perspective thing. You, uh, I have
1: a question. What was it like talking to him,
0: <laughs> to John? Ah, interesting. I wasn't in. Oh no. <laughs> so he left a message on my answer phone. Hi, Philip. This is John Denver here. I'm glad my songs work for you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
2: That's that is nice. cool. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. sorry, Rob, so, I didn't so mean to interrupt. Okay.
2: What I was gonna ask you about is Philip, you grew up in uh Britain, uh in England. Yep. And but you've lived thirty years in the East in Singapore. Yep. Do is there a difference in the uh Western world, Europe and the East in terms of awareness and openness to synchronicity?
0: Absolutely, Rob. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been 30 years in Singapore and traveling all over Asia. I mean, I've traveled in and taught in 63 different countries. But there's a much stronger openness in those cultures where spirituality is a norm. Uh-huh. Right. You know, in the West, we say whenever you're having discussions, keep religion. And, uh, politics out of the nation. We split. Whereas what I like to do and the Asia I find and the Middle East more open to this, Rob, where they are willing to think about the spiritual dimension. Don't forget, in, 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 in buildings, when they're building new buildings here in Singapore and the rest of Asia, they bring in somebody first of all to say, is the direction of the building in the right place?
4: Ah, right. Yeah, like a feng shui a type hotel. thing.
0: We have a yeah. wonderful hotel over here to to the left out of the window where it's got two columns like this and there's a gap in the middle. Uh mm-hmm. and when you ask people why is the gap in the middle, so that's the 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 dragon can find its way through. Oh wow. wow. <laughs> and so and so again <clears throat> there's growing awareness, Rob, in all societies. Mm -hmm. of the importance of synchronicity yeah but but i find that there's much more of an open book to consider synchronicity in those cultures where your spiritual beliefs and traditions are are still central to your life
2: yeah have you ever been to nepal
0: i've been to nepal once Uh and i was going for a day a week's trip i got dysentery and I had to stay only for one day and oh my fly God.
2: out. Again. Okay, yeah. Uh, because in <coughs> Nepal, the astrology is actually a function of the government. Uh It's Ooh, actually yeah. in... Uh, and astrology is a part of divina- divination and uh, synchronicity. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've, I've been a lot to Bhutan. I've done five yeah. sessions with the United Nations in Bhutan. In uh, Bhutanese yeah. civil service, it is a requirement that you take one week off every year for meditation. Wow. Oh, wow. So your, <laughs> boss, your boss will come to you and say, Trish, you, I see you haven't taken your five days for going to a monastery to meditate. Please do that as soon as possible. Huh. So, so, so I think, yeah, it's... And this is where the beauty of the, the West and the East come together. Yes, we need logic. Uh, West, we are more focused logically. That's changing. Asia, <laughs> I again, big generalization... More in touch with spirituality, but we need both. And so one of my keys, I think it's key number seven, is head and heart working together. And to me this is absolutely crucial that so often when, you know, we talk to people in our field, they'll say very often, this is about getting in touch with the heart. Mm -hmm. And I say no, it's about getting the head and the heart to work together. So often over the last years, we've focused on logic alone and the head, and that's led us to lots of problems. But we do need the head and we do need logic. But if you have the heart and synchronicity focused together, then that's a more effective way of working.
2: Right, Philip. Uh, we're coming to the end of our hour, but you just touched on something that I wanted to end with. Uh, mm-hmm. And, which is about the heart. And could you talk about what the global coherence project is and how does it work in terms of overcoming this current global discord and incoherence we have? I think that's an important point and way of, uh, ending, in, wrapping up. The,
0: the heart math institute, right? Right. right? Yes, yes. Heart math institute. Anybody that wants to really understand the heart and its focus and its position in everyday life, go to the heart math institute. What a wonderful organization who've actually studied in great depth what is the heart's position in life globally uh, and individually. Uh, And what they say, and they have very special techniques that they've researched, to bring the heart into coherence, meaning your head and your heart in coherence with the world. And so the global coherence project is about linking people together regularly around the world, doing various heart math techniques, which will enable harmony to flow more easily. Mm -hmm. Because they found that when you are in coherence, it leads to leaders making better decisions. So sure. as opposed to being driven by your search for survival and logic alone, they in their research, and please go to the heart math, it's literally heart math, all one word, go to their website and you will find incredible white papers and studies on how the heart actually sends more messages to the brain than the brain to the heart.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, and
0: when you're accessing intuition, the heart accesses Events in the future a few seconds before the head does. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sure my my dear friends Roland McCarty and uh, McCrady and and many other people will will go along with what I'm saying. It's the head and the heart working together which is the future of the world.
1: Do you see this pandemic as having been a trigger for movement?
0: (laughs) I, I hate Trish to make any definitive statements about the pandemic because it's such a place of pain for so many people and so many deaths that I, I notice, and it really annoys me when I see people make easy answers or suggestions uh-huh. about what the pandemic's about. Uh, <clears throat> and my only reply to that is, if you think that's why it's happening, please go and tell that to somebody who's just lost yeah, their parents exactly. or their kids, or, or Ukraine. Let's talk about Ukraine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> if we believe that somehow everything that happens is teaching us a lesson i think part of what covid was teaching us to be comfortable with death mhm now if you look at all the articles about covid over the last 2 years what is the first thing people go to how many deaths yeah so everybody's afraid about maybe this will lead to death and i was too i had covid Uh, recently, and I had a test two years ago, my immediate thought was, am I going to die? Yeah. But how many newspaper or television programs have you seen saying, let's talk about death and what death means? Uh (laughs) So I know the lesson for me with COVID is we're all going to die. And COVID has brought me face to face with coming to grips with that. And the lesson I have come to when facing COVID is, how am I going to live? Am I going to live in fear or am I going to live with hope? But I, I don't like to make too many glib answers to what's COVID teaching us because it's just so painful for so many people, Trish. But to me, that I think is what it's about. Yeah. We're all going to die. Let's now begin to really understand instead of how can batting, we live more fully? Yes. Get yes. on.
1: Well, Philip, your book, Nine Keys, is just a terrific book. Please tell people where they can find it, how they can find you, Um, what they should say to you, (laughs) 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 what questions they should ask you. (laughs)
0: Uh, My answer would be something around, welcome to the journey of life where mystery unfolds every day, which is why I love your program. Um, Go to my, um, the best way to find it at the moment, because we're still building the website, for the book, but go to phil at philipmerry.com. One L in Philip. Uh, you want information about the book, go to phil at philipmerry.com. The book will be out end of this month, beginning of next month, Uh and it will trigger a whole new uh era in my life. Uh, it's a really I'm good book. Two, I'm 72 at the moment, uh and, you know, it's kind of people say to me, said to me on Friday how do you get the energy to keep going I said I don't know life is a journey life's an adventure I don't think of myself as being a particular age
1: yeah Uh, exactly so
0: when they approach me please approach me as (laughs) we are journeying this path together Uh, and I'll do whatever I can to to give my advice on your particular journey uh, and see what you have to say about mine
1: oh wow Rob, you got any more questions for yeah, this guru that, here? That should,
2: uh, <laughs> that should wrap it up. That's very good. Uh, and we'll, we'll
0: send
1: you, we'll send you, you the see? link when this goes up mm-hmm. too. Uh, yeah, and I'll, and I'll yeah. send
0: you all the details. Okay. okay. Did you see how this last hour flowed by? Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Like five minutes. Yeah. Wow. We've been in the throes and the grip of synchronicity. Yeah. Because when people are connected, and I feel especially connected to you too, you, you are such awesome people in terms of this field. Uh, I feel so comfortable with you, and when you're like that, time doesn't matter. That's true. So I've really enjoyed this hour This has together.
1: been great. Well, Thanks so it, much. It, it's, it's, Thanks for
3: joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening,
4: and stay mystical. Can I? Can I ask? Can oh I yes, throw of one course. In? Sorry, this, this John. This might be this might be an after after uh, <laughs> credits uh, scene. So, uh, talking about synchronicities guiding you. I see you,
0: John. Can, John, can you show oh, me your face? Sure, so I can. I can. Okay, yep, yeah. I'll
4: turn video on. Yep. So,
0: uh, there is. much there better, is. much yep, better. Okay.
4: So, so, uh, so talking about synchronicities, synchronicities guiding you and, uh, and, you know, I've been doing the podcast with, uh, I've been, I've been producing the podcast with, uh, Trish and Rob for two years now. And I don't yeah. think this had ever, this question had ever, uh, had ever come up. So, I, and I've, and I still feel the need to ask it. So I think I need to please, ask. John, it. Please, John, so, please. So, uh, so you know there's definitely scientific explanations for deja vu uh is there any connection to deja to that phenomenon that experience that you've been here done that is that is that a is that a sign of a synchronicity is that is that some mm-hmm. some some kind of uh uh signal that you're on the right track Does that makes sense I, so
0: you're specifically john talking about deja vu mhm
4: yep yeah.
0: So I think, to me, I immediately say, if I meet a situation or I meet a person where deja vu is there, that definitely says to me, I've experienced this before. Uh, and I particularly believe, John, uh, experienced it before <clears throat> in a previous life. If, if you take yeah. the notion, and, and, and if it's coming to you again, it means this got another lesson to teach you. Mm-hmm uh around
4: so, it so so, so uh, not so not so not so much as synchron well a past it's live john, it's synchronicity
0: yeah yeah so it's all connected john yeah um remember i said i we can overcompartmentalize compartmentalize this mm-hmm. uh, all i like to say is when stuff happens and you feel like you have met the person before been in the situation before that's some energy system coming and saying pay attention Right. There's a lesson I'm about to share with you, uh, and just to reflect on <coughs> key number two for me in my synchronicity, put the dots together. What's happening in your uh-huh. life that means that this has come your way again? And,
4: and it is something that I've Listen experienced on a, on a regular basis, but go ahead, Trish. Yep. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say we, we started this podcast because you and I had a synchronicity on sure. Instagram. Sure. And the way, the way it connects is For months, Rob and I talked about doing a podcast, but we didn't know anything about it. Then one night I'm talking to John about Star Wars and he goes, Hey, you and Rob want to start a a podcast? I thought, wow. (laughs) Yes.
0: But John, John, pay attention, pay attention, John. If Mm -hmm. it happens to you regularly around a particular situation, just go deeper Mm -hmm. and ask yourself this question. Why is this coming my way just now? Right then spend a few moments of Mm. silence or reflection. And the first answer that comes to you will be the answer that uh, you're needing to hear. And and John, as I'm saying this, I don't know why, I'm seeing a galloping horse. (laughs) And I'm I'm seeing something which, which says, John, pay attention to letting the energy in your life flow more freely. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all.
4: Yeah. Well, and I didn't know if the question made any sense, but, yes, but it I mean, but sense. there but there is there is definitely something to uh that 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 there it absolutely there are points where where been here done this. Yeah. But yep. obviously I haven't, so maybe I should be paying attention. <laughs> <what I>
0: said, <laughs> yeah. but, but maybe no, but I would say you have been there. Mm-hmm. What it's saying to you mm-hmm. is there's something more to learn. Mm-hmm.
4: Sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, thanks, John. Great question. Right.
4: Thank you. Okay, thank you.
1: Yeah, that is good.
0: Thank wow, you, that Phillip. was
1: great. <laughs> Philip, thank you so much. Okay, I'll get
0: this on with my so breakfast terrific. now. Enjoy your evening <laughs> and enjoy my day here. <laughs> thank and you. What a, a d- great d- way, what a great way to begin the day, Trish, yeah. Robin. And thank you so That's much. That's a
1: great way for us to end have it. Have a
0: good okay. day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, take
1: care. Take care. Have Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>